What is up, everybody? This is Ryan with the Scale Up Show. Excited to be with you today. Rounding out the end of my week with some quality podness for you. So this episode is, is awesome. And the reason why I know that is because I know how transformational it can be to your business. And one of the best, like top five business leaders in the world recommended this as the best way to double, triple your business in the fastest way possible. And I'm gonna share it with you today. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. What is up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley here with the Scale Up Show. Today, we are going to go through the viral growth strategy venture capitalists use to achieve exponential growth without inbound leads, without paid ads, without cold outbound prospecting. You're like, dude, what is it? Tell me, Ryan, tell me what it is. What is it? All right, we're going to get into it today, and I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through it. These are, uh, there's definitely some, app, there's some components that you're, you're going to want to write down, and you're going to want to go home and implement this like right away. I've implemented it in my own business, and it is amazing. I've helped my clients implement it. I've seen unicorns implement it, and it's not talked about very often, and it's often forgotten uh, except by some of the best of the best. Okay, so I'm going to share that with you today. So what I ask you is, what is the number one, I should say, what is the number one reason why businesses can't grow? This is what I hear most often from people. What's the number one reason that businesses can't grow? Okay, I want you to answer that. Answer it for your business. And obviously, there's different problems in different life cycles. However, the number one reason I always hear is uh, we're not getting enough at bats. Uh, there's not enough pipeline, you know. And so, think of basically a baseball player sitting on the bench with his head down, who never gets in. Right? You don't want to be that guy or that gal. Okay. So, how how this kind of came on my radar, and it's it's interesting because sometimes you do things subconsciously and you don't realize how effective they are until someone throws it in your face later, right? So I am a big, big student of the game. I love learning. I love growth. I go to conferences. I go to masterminds. I have I have an executive coach. I have, right now, I have a speaking coach, which I'm trying to get a lot better at. So if you think I'm doing better, help me and uh, give me a little thumbs up or something like that on social or, you know, with the pot, a little rating or something. A little love for the rye guy here. So... Um, I work on that. And then at the same time, I, I read, I take courses because there's, I, I just, it's just intoxicating sometimes when you don't know how much you, or you know how much you don't know. Right. So I was at this event and it was a conference. It was a three day marketing event. And one of the key speakers was Tony Robbins. And most people think of Tony Robbins as a business development guru or, or because, of, because of the show on Netflix, I'm not your guru. Right. Or, you know, he, he does these transformations for people. Well, one of the things that's really interesting about Tony is because of the Money Master of the Game book that he wrote on financial literacy is basically what I call it. He interviewed 50 billionaires. Okay, 50 billionaires. How crazy is that, right? And what happened is even before that, he started coaching business leaders and helping them just transform their business. And he actually, I think Tony does like 4 billion in revenue across a hundred companies, or maybe it's even six. I mean, the guy's a beast. 
but he's never really looked at it that way. And so he was he was speaking at this business conference about how to upgrade your business. And the question he asked is he goes, okay, how many people, how, and this was like 5,000 entrepreneurs. He goes, how many people in this room have a referral system in place that they track KPIs, key performance indicators on a weekly and monthly basis? Stand up. Okay, because we're all sitting down, right? All 5,000. And roughly about five, 600 stood up. Okay. And he goes, okay, I want you to stay standing. How many people stay standing if you have two referral systems in place with KPIs to track them on a continuous basis? And maybe roughly about two to 300 sat down. So we're looking at about 300 people standing in the room out of 5,000. And he goes, he goes, okay, let me tell you something. He goes, that is the number one single way, best way to double or triple your business in the fastest way possible. And, you know, when TR speaks, I listen, man. I, I like Guy. I appreciate him. He's for some people. He's not for others. However, what, what I'm about to tell you, once I started looking into this, completely validates the concept that he was talking about. So I'm like, all right, I'm one of those people. I'm like, I'm going to go ask some people myself. And so I've had a lot of different, I've had a lot of exposure to different business leaders and we're talking, they could be, um, you know, like there's president that I know from a hundred million dollar company, a $400 million company, a $3 billion company, 60 million, 50 million, 30 million, 10, six, five, two, one. Okay. And I asked all of those business leaders, do you have, I asked the same question that Tony asked, do you have a referral system in place to repeatedly scale your business? that you measure KPIs on. And they all said, guess what they said? They all said, no, no, they all said no, right? So I'm like, all right, maybe there's something here. So I started to look into it and I looked at the history of some really strong companies. And one of them that came up was a company who in 2008 had 100,000 registered users. And then in 2010, 15 months later, had 4 million users, okay? So 100,000 to 4 million in 15 months. And what I found out, I'm like, how do they do that? And, and how do they do that? How do they do that? It's crazy, right? And I, and I found that 35% of the daily signups that they had were from a referral program. This company's valued at close to 10 billion and it was the company named Dropbox. Okay, so I looked a little bit deeper. I'm like, all right, who are some other really high performing companies? And so I'm like, all right, why don't I go, why don't I go down the route of uh, the richest man in the world, right? Which depending on when you're listening to this, it could be Jeff Bezos, it could be Elon Musk. Well, if you look at Elon Musk, Tesla sold one third of their Model S sales through a referral program. And guess what version they are in that program? Guess what version? Version nine, okay? Slack got 96, 97% of their users from it. Uber got 95% of their users. PayPal grew massively through this. And so I looked a little bit deeper and I'm like, all right, TR says it. You talk to about a sample size of 10 different leaders. You see some unicorn and crazy successful tech companies doing it. And then there along comes HubSpot. And I'm like, all right, what does HubSpot have to say about this? I love, and I just came across this, right? So some of this I came across organically and some of this is is information that essentially I found or I, I sought out and I, I tested my hypothesis, right? Or I tested Tony's hypothesis. And what I found is 84% of buyers now kick off their buying process with a referral. And do you know why that is? 
what's happened since I think it was in, um, if you look at the last three years or the last two years prior, just prior to 2020, I think it was like from 2017 to 2019, more information was created in those two years on the internet than the entire history of the internet. So there's been an explosion of information available made to people. And so they use referrals as a shortcut to make decisions because why do they do that? Because they trust the people that they get the referrals from. And so nine out of 10 decisions are made with peer recommendations. And after a positive experience, this is, this is what killed me too. After a positive experience, 83% of customers would happy to be to provide a referral, but, but companies and people aren't asking. And so only 30% of people end up less than 30% end up giving a referral. All right. And so what I want to break down for you is there's a four step framework and you're going to want to write this down that I created to do this, especially for the mid market and the high end of the market. And so that four steps framework is there's, there's four areas. Okay. You're going to want to write this down. Like I said, this is a writer downer as we talk about it. So step one, okay. What are the profit pathways? We were talking about the private pathways, profit pathways. What are those? And so to define that, that's basically the incentive. Okay. And I'm of the philosophy that you give, the more you give, the more you grow. And I, I think companies, and I, I feel in my heart that companies can grow the most if they give first before they receive, before they ask to receive. And so with this, it's not all about money. So, I mean, that's a vehicle for some of the people are like, all right, we'll give them a gift card or we'll do this. A lot of times it could be giving, it could be giving your knowledge. It could be giving your connections to people. It can, it can be monetary, like like PayPal did a two-sided referral where they gave, I think it was like a $50, or no, it was like $100 credit if you signed up, and then the person you referred also got $100 credit. So that's a little higher cost of acquisition, but it could be your knowledge, it could be your connections, it could be your network, it could be to help them solve a problem. It could be um, once they, after they implement your solution, what's what are new problems that they have? Because every problem that you solve creates 10 new problems. You know, what could you do to help them? It could be an information product, right? Um, and so those are all the different profit pathways, okay? Next step is the process. You know, whenever you implement something like we were talking about with drag and thrust in the last episode or a few episodes ago that, you know, you need a significant amount of thrust to overcome all the drag on gravity and lack of, of, of just wanting to move forward and do something. And so with process, in order to implement this with the team, that process has to be super simple. So I leverage the behavior design principles that BJ Fogg talks about in Tiny Habits because it's 30 years of race research on behavior design. And so we drop it into, drop, you could drop it into an existing sales process that you have or a customer interaction, right? It could be at the front end, it could be, or the back end. Okay, then the next step are peaks. Right? Okay, so now that you know your process, how can we ask for referrals throughout that process and, and then th that it already exists, okay? Then the next step is peaks, right? Okay, when you look at your process, what are the emotional experiences, the emotional peaks that your customer or your buyer has on the journey along the way? You know, an example I always give for this one, which I absolutely love, would be like if I just went on a guy's trip to Vegas, which I did, was awesome, 
Saw the Bears play one of the few wins of the year, but it was amazing, right? Also got to see the Fury versus Wilder fight. Never been to a boxing match before. World heavyweight champion. If you haven't done it, see it. It was amazing. And I'm not even like a huge boxing fan or anything like that. But just the, the energy, the the excitement, the, the passion that people have. Um, anyways, I, I don't want to get derailed. But so um, going back, I totally went off track here. But what are those emotional peaks that happen, right? And, and how do we... How do we align those with those emotional peaks? Oh, yeah. Here's here's my example. I'm sorry. I got derailed. You guys could slap me. You guys could throw me a, a virtual tomatoes with tomato emoji. So what happened is, um, I'd be like, if I just got back from that Vegas trip, my wife was watching the kids all weekend. And then I get back and she's like, oh, it's been such a long trip. I need your help with this, this, and this. And I'm like, ah, I, yeah, I really don't have time to do it. Hey, I want to book another trip and go back to Vegas next weekend. That's the opposite of the peaks. That's a that's a <laughs> that's a low, right? So we want to do the opposite of that. Okay. Last but not least, it's persuasion. Persuasion, right? There was a there was um, a study done in 1971 where a guy named Fred, and this is taken from Robert Cialdini's book Influence. I'm not, I'm not sure his name is Fred. We'll just call him Fred, right? And basically, what he did is he gave everybody, or he gave half the the, the population of the study a free Coke, and it was only 10 cents. And the other half, he didn't. And then what he had to do is go around and, and ask for charitable donations. And what happened was the people that he gave the Coke to, guess how much they gave him in terms of donation? Well, actually, I'll tell you, the, let me ask you this. What are the people that did not give him a uh, donation? All right, I'm sorry, I'm talking over the place. What are the people that did not get a Coke? Sorry, it's it's Friday. I'm recording this. I want to get this out to you. So what are the people that did not get a Coke? How much did they donate? Guess. Okay, it's $2.50. What are the people that did donate? That, or I should say that donated that had the Coke. Don't Did not get a Coke? $2.50. Did get a Coke? They donated $5. Double. Because they felt obligated to repay their debts. And some of them said they didn't even like them. They didn't even like them. All right. So that's the four step process. What are the pathways that you have? What is the, and this is for the viral growth strategy. What is the process that you could drop it into that already occurs in terms of customer interaction? What are the emotional peaks? And then how do you persuade them by giving them something of value first before you ask? Right. And, and the outcomes that happen from this, I have a SaaS company that implemented this with a brand new uh, CS person, customer success. And that person netted, not five, not 10, but 18 referrals in the first week. Imagine what that's doing for their pipeline. So just wanted to share this with you because I thought it could be a huge help to your business. Really appreciate you checking it out. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and share it on social. If not, that's okay as well. But I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.